What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. As always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone Coverage. I have no... Actually, I do have a quick question. Um, it's not trivia. I, I knew you'd come up with one. I'm proud I, of you. I... I was inspired this weekend by some events in the state of Minnesota in multiple sports. Uh, we, a lot of people saw the... Uh, the which the, which sport would you the, think you'd be talking about, Adam? A lot of people, lot of people saw the Rudy Gobert uh, interaction oh, oh, okay, that he okay. had yesterday with a fellow... Is teammate. that what we're calling it? An interaction? Yes, a scuffle, I, I guess you could say. Um, and then, uh, you know, University of Minnesota did what Minnesota sports teams do and uh, fumbled... When the time for them to be the best uh, came. Um, So I'm just going to ask you of the four major sports at this moment, which Minnesota team will win a championship first? The four major sports. So we're not counting college, like just professional. No, no college. I think I think the wild have the best chance out of the four. Um, The twins. Like it's interesting now because baseball has the expanded uh, playoff thing. So like the twins could get in as a six seed and like, pull a championship out of their ass like because they did in 1987 when it actually was like two teams yeah i think the twins didn't win i think they only won 85 games that year and they wound up winning the world series because it was like you had four teams in the playoffs two from each league and then uh the twins beat the tigers and then they beat the cardinals i was one year old so you got to kind of well you don't uh, remember excuse me no i don't remember 91 (laughs) either which sucks it's like, man, I wish I would have watched that instead of you remember ninety eight and two thousand nine. I yeah, I remember all that. <laughs> I remember Saturday night as well. Like mm-hmm. the tweet I sent out said, uh, yeah, like I haven't been this disappointed since last week. Honestly, <laughs> I was talking about Cody Rhodes losing, not Minnesota sports, but it still fits. So I'm just running with it. I say the wild because um they have I, I mean, there's a lot of annoying things about the wild. Like the media coverage here makes it sound like they're going to sweep the Bruins in the Stanley Cup finals, which they're not that good, but they have a lot of young players. They're starting to build a nucleus. And in a couple of years, when Parisi and Suter's contracts are off the books, they can spend like drunken sailors in free agency and patch all the holes. Second, I would put, oh, it's behind. It's between the Vikings and the Twins. Um, Twins haven't won a playoff game in 20 years, so I got to put them below the Vikings. But I think the Vikings are second. A lot of it's going to depend on how they handle this whole quarterback thing um, and how they build around the quarterback, which we'll talk about later. And then, you know, you have the twins who haven't won a playoff game, whatever, but I can, I could see like some promising things on the horizon. The wolves. I don't know what the hell they're going to (laughs) do. Like you spent five first round picks and five players on this dude who has pickleball paddles for hands. And, you know, I mean, when you trade for a guy named Rudy, I mean, you can't spell Rudy poo candy ass without Rudy. So that should have been your first tip off there. And the fact that 
you know, a lot of people, I mean, everybody in Utah said, oh yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great locker room guy and everything else. Of course, they're going to say that they don't want people to think they're going to get fleeced out of the gate. Like, yeah, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> Good riddance. No, nobody says that. Unless, I mean, like, you know. we could have all known that from his press conference during Touching the all beginnings the of and COVID. Stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to touch everything. And then like a week later, he got COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. Tim Connolly put out a statement after that punch yesterday, and I thought to myself, it's good to know he's alive. Like, he hasn't, shockingly, he hasn't said much since, uh, you know, Rudy's kind of bit, turned out to be a lemon. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's trading Rudy for 25 cents on the dollar or um, any of that. Like, the Timberwolves are just, they, they're honestly worse than the Twins. Like, I loved last year's unhinged Timberwolves more than this year's unhinged Timberwolves. They're both unhinged. They're just unhinged in a less fun way so um i don't know i would love to see him do well and whatever but um this is a vikings podcast um probably the most pain out of all of the major sports i go for hockey loss and i'm like i'm not a big college hockey guy so i was just like like, "Eh, whatever when you when you play to link it to a vikings thing and get us back when you play an ed donatel defense for (laughs) half the game and like when you have like they basically had the 98 Vikings on offense with Logan Cooley, Jimmy Snuggerud, and Matthew Nice. Those are three players that are going to be stars in the NFL. They sat on their freaking hands for the last Manager. 30 minutes. And they didn't they didn't do shit. They just sat there and they're like, oh, Quinnipiac is gonna pump us with pucks. It's like, well, yeah, what the hell did you think was going to happen? So I don't know. They'll be back. The Gophers are like the Yankees in, of college hockey, but I mean, it's the one sport they don't have to battle the transfer portal, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't I don't know too much about college hockey. So, so yeah, yeah. You want to talk about football? Like, I feel yeah. like some people are like, <laughs> yeah. did I click on the right pod? Yeah, I clicked on the right pod. Right? <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll get into it. So yesterday, um, it was kind of slow in the NFL this time of year. I feel like it's slower it's than than normal. Smoke screen season. It is. It is. Lots of mock, lots of mock drafts. You know, your favorite. Um, but yesterday, some significant news came down Easter Sunday. Uh, it was announced that the Ravens and free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. have agreed to a one-year contract worth up to $18 million. It is, I think it's 15 guaranteed and he can earn up to 18 million with incentive. Still $15 million for one year for Odell Beckham Jr. Some believed that Beckham could have potentially ended up with the Vikings given his past working relationship with Kevin O'Connell and his friendship with Justin Jefferson, but Minnesota clearly could not afford uh, what Beckham was looking to make in 2023. So my question for you is, are the Vikings actually, are they better off not giving Beckham the deal that he got from the Ravens? Well, I think Beckham is a player that has a lot of name value, but not a lot of on-field value. I think everybody knows what Beckham did at the beginning of his career. It was like an early career Randy Moss, right? He Justin was, Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Big uh, vertical. To, I, I would compare him more to Randy Moss because he's yeah. more of like that play receiver. Suppose that Justin Jefferson can do a little bit of everything. All around, like, yeah. I would compare, I, yeah, I somebody's going to probably slap me. Jerry Rice. But I would, I, yep. Jerry, have you made that comp? No, I think you have. Yeah. Well, he's Jerry Rice where he, he wants to do everything. Yeah. He wants to be a complete receiver. Randy Moss wasn't going to run over the middle. And same thing with Odell Beckham. Right. Like, yeah, he'll do a couple of plays. But, I mean, he's more of a vertical threat. Um, since leaving New York which I believe was, gosh, I can't remember what the injury was, whether there was an AC. He tore his ACL first time in Cleveland, so I think he broke his leg or something. But as soon as he had the fallout with the Giants, he went to Cleveland, didn't do much except for bitch about Baker Mayfield and tear his ACL. (laughs) Goes, has that big run with Kevin O'Connell and Sean McVay in Los Angeles on the way to the Super Bowl. Then he sits out an entire year, gets drunk and drugged up and uh, you know causes a ruckus on a plane. And here we oh, are. Yeah. So you're giving that guy $18 million to do what exactly? And he's Keep going to a place. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's basically yeah, exactly what's happening right now. He's going to a place where they don't know offense. The Ravens don't know what offense is. They, they know what defense is and they know what overdrafting receivers in the third round is. So they are a desperate team right now. They have Tom Mockin, uh, who I believe was at the university of Georgia the past couple of years with that offense. So that should help. But I, you know, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the Vikings didn't need Odell Beckham Jr. It would have been fun. 
it would have been a blast. But if you give him $18 million, what else do you do with this team? You don't have money to go spend $18 million on a receiver and then do that. And the other thing we need to keep in mind, too, is that Kevin O'Connell talked in a recent session about what he wants in a second receiver across from Justin Jefferson. He talked about Jefferson being the focal point and complementary pieces around him. That's a big reason why Adam Thielen is no longer in Minnesota, because Adam Thielen wants to have a whole bunch of targets. He wants to be the guy. I don't think he wants to be a number one. He just wants to be a number two that gets a ton of targets. Um, so you had a guy like Beckham, you might run into the same situation that you ran into with Adam Thielen. So I I just think that, you know, it just wasn't a fit here. It would have been fun. We can all do it on Madden if we really wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not something that I was like, oh damn, we didn't get Odell Beckham. No, I, I think that his value has really been a name only since he left the Giants. Yeah. I mean, um, if you look at it, he's 30. He's torn his ACL twice since 2020, so he's an aging receiver who's been hurt for the last few years. The Vikings just got rid of someone like that, and Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, I know Thielen played all 17 games last year, but he was kind of banged up for most of the year, and then the previous two seasons before that, he missed time with injuries, and he was due a bunch of money. And uh, the Odell Beckham wants, you know, he gets a contract for $15 million and the Vikings are like, mm, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, we're not going to do that. We One, we don't have any money. Yeah. Two, we have other priorities, you know, like Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Christian Darasaw to give money to. And they, I think they just, I think they're they're looking at positions that they can get the most value out of with draft picks. And I think receiver is one of those where that position is probably going to be more expensive if you spend money in free agency as compared to getting, you know, someone in the draft similar to uh, a a bunch of positions coming up, you know, like uh, running back that we'll talk about later receiver edge rusher. Like these are the, these are positions you want to hit on in the draft because they're going to cost less than if you would have to pay them in, in four or five years. So I'm not, it would have been fun, yeah, to have Odell on the Vikings because he's just he's a fun player. I I'm a fan of his. I just like players that are kind of polarizing like him, like Randy Moss and Terrell Owens, just because people are always ragging on them for their behaviors or whatever. But I'm like compare so compare him him to someone like Antonio Brown. Odell Beckham is a saint. Like <laughs> he's 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 had antics on the field. He really hasn't. Like the thing on the plane was like probably made into a bigger deal than it was um but that's probably really the only off the field incident that he's ever had his entire career everything else has been you know you know rightfully so he did not get along i believe with who was who was the giants coach that looked like a gym teacher um he was the joe judge no no not him pat Uh, Shermer. no not him uh he was the panthers uh, bob mcadoo bob mcadoo I think he played uh, in the oh, NBA. Oh, back yeah, in the- <laughs> yeah. Ben, <laughs> ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. You were close. Yeah, uh, yeah Ben McAdoo. Rightfully so. He had I wouldn't call him. him a gym teacher. I'd call him something else, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> what are you doing here, Ben? But huh? yeah, oh, That's exactly what came into my mind, too. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Um, yeah. Uh, just it wasn't going to work out because. Odell's price tag was too high and, and good for the Ravens for giving him what they wanted or what he wanted. Clearly, they're trying to make Lamar happy because I guess Lamar had like some some influence on getting him to come over. Uh, of course, the Jets are the team that gets screwed in this situation because they're and always I love it. the team that gets screwed. Everybody wants to play with me. I, uh, you know, I was sitting there sitting my sipping tequila and drinking some uh, ayahuasca <laughs> tea and. <laughs> I decided that everybody wants to play for me. And OBJ is like 18 million. Yeah, I'll take that. Sorry, you know what? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. Now there's room for Randall Cobb on the Jets. So, you know, he's happy. (laughs) That's that's the one thing holding everybody up. It's like, have you gotten me Randall Cobb yet? Uh, (laughs) Excuse me? Do we think the chances are any higher or lower or anything now that OBJ? OBJ is not with the Vikings. Um, does it change any of their their strategy heading in the draft, or 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 have they already maybe moved on from the possibility of signing him? So we looked at the top thirty visits last week, and I believe is Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison yep. coming yep. to the Vikings yeah. in those visits. Um, those are both interesting. But so is a quote by Kevin O'Connor. I mentioned a little bit. He's looking for complementary pieces to build around Justin Jefferson. When did he say that? Uh, he said it in a media session. So I, so I saw this. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I saw it on NFC uh, NFL trade rumors, okay. and they quoted it, and all it said it was season. a local media session. So okay. 
I don't know. I don't know why they didn't link it or whatever. Maybe right. that's a meme site, and I don't. Know. I I'm a journalist, by the way. They're no, um, they're, they're they're pretty. NFL Trade Rumors is actually a pretty legit site. They like they, they yeah they share a lot of things. So it's not like NFC North News on Twitter or whatever. It right, makes up <laughs> makes up the full Photoshop things. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Kyle Anderson told Rudy Gobert to shut the bleep up. Um, actually, he did say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I I listen to that quote. I look at the receiver position and I don't think the Vikings are going to take one in round one. I, I don't, I don't think it happens. They might do it a day two, day three. And historically that's when you have to take your receivers is within the first two days of the draft because day three receivers, they don't normally pan out. Um, yeah. You get a step on digs every once in a while you get, yeah. you know, I, I'm trying to think of another other day three receivers, but um, you know, you get your Adam Thielen's your UDFAs, but Normally, top two days are where you want to take your wide receiver. And like right now, I saw something Jim Nagy tweeted out who runs the senior bowl. He said he's heard. And again, it is smokescreen season that Jackson Smith and Jigba is the only receiver that teams are considering as a first round pick. Uh, Dane Brugler from The Athletic also kind of echoed that because Smith and Jigba was the only first round prospect among receivers. The rest of them were first to second round prospect. So I'm starting to wonder. You know, especially if the Vikings want to trade back from 23, they might pull the trigger on a receiver, especially if they have an early day two pick. Like, let's say the Steelers trade 31 to move up to 23. Um, I could see that happening. But I mean, as far as taking a, a receiver at 23 or trading up for one, I don't see that happening because I don't think the Vikings view it as a, oh my God, we have to draft a number two receiver because I think they they might be fine with KJ Osborne and Jalen Naylor in those roles. I know a lot of people are kind of like, I don't know, but um, I just, I, I think that it's it's a priority, but it's not a gotta have it. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason why Adam Thielen might actually have wanted out of Minnesota is because he know he probably knew what was coming this year and they were going to switch to a, a a different kind of strategy on offense where not, not necessarily you know focus more on the run but more about you know we're gonna be more physical and and when we pass the ball it's either probably gonna go to Justin Jefferson or TJ Hawkinson and and Dylan probably saw that and was like that doesn't include me so I don't want to be here if that's gonna be the case I'm not gonna just be here to block for everybody um you know, looking at some like day two for the draft the last few years has kind of been a, a, a bit of a hotbed for uh, receivers. I think what we've seen uh, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Chase Claypool, um, uh, even day three, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, of course, day three in 2021 as well. You know, the Vikings drafted the, you know, well-known Amir uh, Smith-Marset. He went on to do great things for the Vikings, especially when he was on the Bears. Uh, <laughs> he helped, helped helped out the Vikings a lot. Um, but yeah, like I, I agree with you. I, I I think like the Vikings strategy on offense is going to be a lot different than it was the first year. The first year was kind of like feeling it out. Who do we got? What can we do with all these players? And the second year is kind of like more shifting into what Kevin O'Connell really wants to do with his team moving forward and like establishing that kind of identity on offense and he's trying to get the players that he wants because last year you know for whatever reason they didn't really move on from a lot of players and they brought a lot of players back from the year before so they kind of had to work with what he had where this offseason it seems like they're more being able to do kind of what they want to do uh with the roster and that might include you know adding receiver in the first round but like you said it doesn't seem like that's where they're headed and it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to choose from when it comes to first round receivers as well um yeah kj asborn number two like if that's what happens to start the year i'm i don't think it's terrible uh, he's he's a solid receiver and and if we figure out that like his role is essentially going to be the number three like target in the offense i don't think it's going to be that much different than what he's done in the past and i don't think it's going to really like impact now if he gets hurt then you have you know immediately it's jalen naylor who's <laughs> next up in line, not ideal or, or if justin if justin jefferson gets hurt and then you know KJ Osborne has to be the number one. Then yeah, so so they they should draft a receiver, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be in the first round. It could it would probably preferably be probably be like you said day two in round two or three because that seems like you can still get a really solid legit receiver in those those in the first three rounds. So um, yeah, all right, moving on. Still sticking with the draft stuff um, today. Adam Schefter tweeted out that at least six teams have inquired with the 
Arizona Cardinals about trading up for the third overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Um, and the Cardinals are still mulling whether to move the pick or make it. I'm sure they are. They're definitely just waiting for an offer that they like. Um, fantasy pros Thor Nystrom, who has been on this this podcast, I guess we could say friend of the show. Yes. Uh, later tweeted out that in order for the Vikings to trade up to the number three pick this year, they would likely have to give up this year's first and third round picks along with their first round picks in 2024, 2025. So that's a pretty significant amount of uh, assets the Vikings would have to give up probably, if not more, to move up from pick 23 to pick number three. So, Chris, should the Vikings attempt to trade up to the number three pick or would it just be just giving up too much to, to get up there? This would be similar to what the San Francisco 49ers did ahead of getting Trey Lance, right? They were in the middle. They decided, hey, we want a quarterback outside of Jimmy Garoppolo. And they said, all right, YOLO, let's trade up to three. And then the whole debate ensued where Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, um, wanted, uh, sorry, I'm getting a call Mac from Jones. somebody right now. But um, offensive genius, Kyle Shanahan, Talking about how uh sorry, that totally he wanted Mac Jones. Yes, he wanted Mac Jones and John Lynch wanted Trey Lance. And Lynch got his way. They took Trey Lance as the third overall pick in the draft, and it has not panned out. Um, do the Vikings feel the same way about you know the quarterbacks in this class? Do they fit because here's the other thing we need to consider is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch did that, and they had a long runway. They had, I don't know how many years are on their contract, but it's a while. Okay. Right. Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell are in the second year of four year contracts. Cause every, right. remember last year, everybody looked at it and said, it's kind of odd. It's only four years. Well, it's because yeah. the Wolves want to at least go nine and seven or excuse me, win nine games every year. Damn it. 17th game gets me every time. Um, you know, I would love it. I would be jacked if the Vikings made a big move to go get their quarterback of the future. But I would also wonder, you know, they could make this pick and not be around for it to develop. So like if they, right. cause I think that would be the guy, right? It would be Anthony Richardson. I don't think they'd trade that high to take Will Levis. I sure as hell don't think if, if they, that would be, I, I, oh, it, we would have to go live if they traded up to three just to take <laughs> hand in like you want meltdown. I'll give you a full meltdown. There might be a nuclear glow uh, coming from Brookings uh, just from my anger towards Hendon hooker at three. Um, it would be, it would be off the charts. I would probably be locked up. I, they'd be like, you cannot do podcasts anymore. You can't do media. Um, we're just going to blackmail you and put you in this changer because you're a threat to society. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I just feel like it would be, I don't know. I feel like that would be a lot considering what the Vikings have to do in order to keep their jobs. Because even even if they make that trade, let's say Anthony Richardson's, you know, people are talking. They're like, man, he looks pretty good. But Kirk Cousins, you know, goes in the tank. That is a lot of pressure in year three to win with a guy who sat for a year and needs to develop because Anthony Richardson is not ready to hit the field immediately. So I, again, I would like it. It would be exciting, right? But man, that would have me nervous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the price is just too much um, for them to move up. If you're, if you're going by what Thor said. Three first round picks in your third this year. That means you, that means this year you don't have a pick. Well, you have your first round pick. You get the number three, but then you don't have a pick until the fourth round. Uh, I, mean, I would assume Quasi would try and trade back in or whatever, and, and then but then how how are you trading back in? Are you trading next year's picks to get into the third round or the second round this year? So like you're gonna you're gonna do this trade and then then the final two years of your contract, you're not gonna have a first round pick. That's not really that doesn't seem too smart. I feel like his move would be to rather accumulate picks uh <laughs> not in the seventh round but my watch uh, sorry my watch is like going crazy right oh, really? now it's like people know i'm like on air or something yeah, yeah it's like wanna... hey you want to talk you want to yeah, right you want to like right hey you want to do things no i'm i'm busy right now guys I, hang on I, I, I am listening to you i'm just kind of okay i just want to yeah. I, I just think it's too much i think where the vikings are in the draft at 23 it's just too much for them to move up i think someone mentioned um that the Falcons moved up uh, from a similar spot to get Julio Jones and the, and the trade was similar back in the day. But I think they were more way more set up. Um, Julio Jones was kind of just like a final piece to to kind of get them 
over the hump. I don't I don't think the Vikings trading up to get a quarterback who's not going to play this season, trading up that much to get a quarterback. You know, if you're going to trade 23 to 10 and you give up, you know, this year's first and maybe next year's first. OK, that's fine. I can I can deal with that. But to not have a first round pick for the next, you know, two years is going full Rams, which Quasi said he doesn't, you know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to go, you don't want to go full Rams. Um, so I just think the price is, especially would, for a rookie would just too. be, yeah, would just be too much. Like if you're doing it for an all pro veteran. Yeah. It's not Matthew Stafford. Like it could be like Anthony Richardson. No. He's got like had before the combine. Was he a top five pick? Not like, not, no, not by he's the, probably a mid round. I think yeah. a lot of people were hoping the Vikings get him. Not yeah. by the majority, but he had that combine, and now he's like, you know, top three, top five pick. Um, so that's a big risk to give up all that for a guy who's, like you said, unproven. So I don't think so. I think the price is just is too much for for the Vikings to trade up. But you know what? What would your reaction be if the Vikings actually did this? Like, what? Let's say there's been some rumors that the Texans aren't going to take a quarterback. Like that they're going to either. Someone's going to trade for the number two pick, or they're going to take like an edge rusher, like Will Anderson or something, because um, that would be such a Texans move. To, like, because who's 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 even their quarterback? Davis Mills still? Um, yeah, I think so. The knack. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like I want to see Mike Glattenen and Davis, uh, Mills. Davis Mills stand next to each other into a fight, but just use their necks as like swords, just like. <laughs> Like, say, that's so weird. It's like Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> or Mr. Like, Fantastic or whatever from Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, they, they'd they have to wear helmets, of course, because, yeah, like, I don't, yeah, yeah. you know, CTE. But, but um, what, you know, what would your reaction actually be if the Vikings made a move like this? Excitement. Yeah. Excitement, right? And I think a little bit of bewilderness, bewilderment, because it means they obviously um, like a guy. I mean, like I said, if they do it and it winds up being Hendon Hooker, I have serious questions about what, you know, is, is Quasey just the most gullible person ever? Like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, Hendon Hooker could be the third quarterback off the board. Quasey's like, oh, my God, what's we got to trade up. Just looking everything up. Um, if it's CJ Stroud. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I would be very excited because I think... I feel like those two prospects are in a different tier in this right. draft. Um, I know there's no such thing as a sure thing. I know a lot of people like to sit there and scream that on Twitter. But I mean, those two quarterbacks are the ones that would probably get the most excitement from me because it means the Vikings are serious about this franchise quarterback of the future. I would be a little bit worried, um, especially considering this state's history with big trades, not only in the NBA, but uh, on the gridiron as well. We all remember the Herschel Walker deal. Cowboys do. Uh, Cowboys so that, do. that might be, yeah, the Cowboys definitely remember <laughs> the Herschel Walker deal. Um, you know, it's not to get off top. That, that trade is so crazy. Like looking back on it, like obviously you and I were a little bit young when it happened, yeah. but like reading, um, there's a book by Jeff Perlman called Boys Will Be Boys. 100% recommended, by the way, because the intro of the book has Michael Irvin stabbing his teammate in the neck with a pair of scissors. Huh. So go check it out. But, uh, you know, it's like listing is like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, uh, the Cowboy or the Vikings gave up a first rounder and these players, but they cut them. They could get more draft picks. It's like, why the hell would the Cowboys keep those players? Then? Right. Like, why would the Vikings agree even like me? Yeah. Even like teenage me reading about this thing being like, yeah, that's not smart. And General Andrew was like, ah, let's do it. Get the running back. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. They, get, they got I don't think they got Troy. I, mean, uh, yeah, I think they got. Michael Irvin. Emmett Smith. Yeah, Emmett Smith. He was one of them. Was Michael Irvin already on the yeah. team? Irvin was on the okay. team. Let's look. I'm gonna see. I feel like they got like a bunch of bunch of good guys. But yeah, that, that trade was terrible. But like, yeah, why would the Vikings do that? Like, here, yeah, we'll give you these guys, but if you cut them, then we'll just give you a you know first round pick instead. What? No. <laughs> That's not 
So it's not a good trade. Okay, so it was five players and six draft picks. The players that went over there were Jesse Solomon, Isaac Holt, Darren Nelson, David Howard, and Alex Stewart. I'm trying to but Darren Nelson was really like the only guy. Yeah, da- and Darren Nelson. Uh, people remember him from the 1987 NFC, NFC Championship. Championship game. We're really talking about 1987 here, but yes, I do know they got Emmett Smith out of that deal, and and they yeah, won the rest Bowl. is history. Yeah. yeah. They, they did okay. So, you know, just word of advice. If you're in Minnesota, don't do a big trade that involves mo- more than four drafts because it's likely not going to work. Four is the magic number. It's not going to work out. Um, you just hang out and just wait for, you know, the pick 20 to just, you know, Justin Jefferson drop in your lap, Randy Moss drop in your lap, Christian Darisaw drop in your lap. Just just wait. Just wait around. It's It's been a lot better, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I just think, uh, I guess, I guess if they do trade up for the number three pick, it would, I would just be like, okay, let's go. If you guys, you guys are ready, let's do this. Like, let's, let's all get on board. Let's not freak out. Like, I know a lot of people would be like, oh my God, they gave up too much. And it's just like, just let them, let them do it. If they're going to screw up, they're going to screw up. But if not, you know, it's not like the Vikings have ever really made a move like this in their history. Um, so, and they've tried pretty much everything else. So why not? Why not try this and see if it works? If it doesn't, oh, well, guess what? It joins the rest of all their, you know, plans that f- they fell flat on their face. So like if they do this and it doesn't work out, so what? At least they tried. That's all That's all I really think anyone wants out of this regime. Just try. Just try and do something. Huh? That's it. Like, don't just be like, oh, well, we got Kirk Cousins. He's OK. I guess we'll just uh, see what we can do. No, let's not. Let's not. Let's not be the Jeff Fisher uh, Vikings for, you know, or the Marvin Lewis Vikings for the rest of their existence just just do something um doing something in the nfl draft would be doing something like drafting former texas former texas running back Bijan robinson which is a topic that you brought up to me last night so i'm gonna kind of just give you the floor here since it was kind of just your idea about you know wanting to trade for him so you know drafting a running back in the first round is kind of frowned upon now in this day and age of the nfl definitely don't do it in the top five or top 10, or maybe not even top 15 anymore. But there can be a lot of benefits of it because of, you know, the cost that you can get and the production that you can get out of a, a, a rookie running back of someone's ability like a B. John Robinson. So, Chris, why should the Vikings draft former Texas running back B. John Robinson with their top pick this year? So I'll start with a bit of a disclaimer here that this conversation <laughs> or that, yeah, it started at the beginning of the draft process because... You look at the big board, you look at everything else. The Vikings are at 23. You know, B. John Robinson's not going to go in the top 10, right? But according to the mock draft consensus board, B. John Robinson is mostly regarded as a top 10 prospect and is 12th on the consensus. Not board. according to PFF. So, yeah, well, hang on, I'm <laughs> getting there. Um, I brought this up to Purple Insiders Matthew Collar at the beginning of the draft process, and I thought I was going to give him a stroke. Um, he was just like, Quasi should be fired. Uh, running backs have no soul. And I'm not smashing Matthew. No. Like this is, this is how people think. This is how people think of the NFL. He's not alone. Like my take is very off the beaten path. So, um, you know, he laid out all the things laid out all that, you know, like this team needs a lot more needs. And I agree with him. He said nothing that isn't true, but let's get back to where we were. I don't know about 10, 15 minutes ago. Quasi. And Kevin O'Donnell or O'Donnell, whoa, <laughs> O'Connell are on four year contracts yeah. right now. They're heading into the second year. They won 13 games last year. Their owners are obsessed with having a floor of a mediocre season. They do not want, you know, the two and no. two win season that, you know, you see the line could help and them. The Jets and all those teams. Yeah. Yeah, it could help them. They could get a good quarterback, but they they don't want that. They don't want to be an embarrassment. They want to be relevant every year. And I think that drives some Vikings fans crazy. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, you have a pick in the middle of the first round. You have 23 or whatever. So if you're sitting there at 23 and this is barring a trade up or trade down or whatever, the Vikings can do this if they trade down too. It doesn't matter. But if they take B. John, like you have to look around and be like, okay, you know, you're basically looking for the Justin Jefferson of that position, right? Like the Vikings did get Justin Jefferson at 22. They got Randy Moss at 21 in 1998. And they got Christian uh, Derrissaw at 23 uh, a couple of years ago. So you can look at that, but that's not the norm. Out of NFL history, the players that have been selected at 23, there's been 53 since the AFL and NFL merged. 
Only three of them have been Hall of Famers. Only 14 of them have been Pro Bowlers. And in the last, I believe it's 15 years, only four players who have been selected 23rd overall have been the starter for five or more years at their position, which is kind of a baseline because if you have them for four, you have that fifth year option, you exercise the option, they come back unless you're like Gary Bradbury where you're like, well, you know, he's, he's okay. We'll just bring him back and we'll try and find another center in the draft, right? So, so you're sitting there, you're, the Vikings are sitting there and they're saying, hey, we need to find a player that can push this over the top. Who is the most likely player to be a Justin Jefferson at their position? And in this draft, that answer is B. John Robinson. Yep. He is an elite running back, which of course people poo-poo and whatever, but he's also an elite receiver. His average depth of target was 6.8 yards, according to Pro Football Focus. That was third among qualifying running backs in uh, the NCAA last year. So, so he is elite. By comparison, Dalvin Cook for his career has an average depth of target of 1.5. So you have a back. Yeah, yeah. Dalvin Cook gets his gets his passing yards on screens. Yeah. This guy can go downfield. Yeah. And Kevin O'Connell mentioned this at the Combine, that he wants backs that can get involved in the receiving game. Like, And I know a lot of people are screaming, well, positional value, like oh, all this stuff. Okay, there's a difference between taking a guy at pick 23, like you would with B. John Robinson, and paying Dalvin Cook five years and 60 million or whatever it was. Because when you did that, you had his value go through the roof. If, according to the rookie pay scale on over the cap, it's roughly going to be a four year, $14 million contract for B. John Robinson. You use him through there, and, and who knows? He might blow his knee out. You could say that about any of the corners or any of the quarterbacks or any of the wide receivers you can take in this. A Vikings player hurt his knee? What? (laughs) Right, right. Like, I'm just saying, like, this could happen at any point, right? right? But you have a four-year, $14 million contract. David Montgomery got three years, $18 million. And he's way advanced in his career. You are getting elite production from your backfield for these four years. And then... If he's good, you use your fifth-year option, you pay him that money, and you do what the Giants and Raiders did this offseason. Say, okay, we'll give you the franchise tag. One year, $10 million. By that point, you're in year seven. You look for another one. And and you might still be saying, well, you know, you could just get a seventh-round running back and like Isaiah Pacheco, or you could get uh, – you could just run a committee. Just, just use Alexander Madison <laughs> yeah, out there. He's He'll just be as fine. good as Dallas. He's yeah, just as good as Delvin, and like he's just as good beach. Like they're, they're paying him cheap. Okay, the thing about these committees, yeah, there are some that are good. You hear about those all the time, right? There are a bunch of committees in the NFL that absolutely suck, yeah. like terrible. Yeah. And and you know, even we mentioned him before, offensive genius Kyle Shanahan, right? We talk about you know he's so brilliant and he's got all these offensive weapons. He lost his shit last year and traded. Four draft picks for Christian yeah. McCaffrey, including a second, third, and fourth round pick in this year's draft. Now, the 49ers got them back because they're one of the teams that'll actually hire minority candidates. The oh, NFL yeah. said, we'll give you picks if you do this. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's bring them all in. And they, they got like seven draft picks back and they're like, LOL, let's go pick more players. But I, again, I look at this like if you draft, uh, what's the topic? Like if you draft Joey Porter Jr., right? It, it he, the odds of him being Sauce Gardner out of the gate, which is what the Vikings need, are slim yeah. to none. If you drop B. John Robinson, you get an elite, barring injury, you get an elite running back, and you get another weapon on an offense that, quite frankly, lacks uh, lacks top tier options right now. You have Justin Jefferson, you have T.J. Hawkinson. But, you know, what? what is going to scare teams more? Just Justin Jefferson running out there with Alexander Madison and TJ right. Hawkinson? Or you get B. John Robinson. It's like, I could either let Justin Jefferson destroy me, I could get steamrolled by B. John, or I can let B. John, you know, catch passes at six yards yep. pop. Like, it's a pick your poison thing. And the best part about this is, like, l- let's think of it this way. We're like, oh, but but the defense, you got to fix the defense. You got to take corners. You got to take all these guys. The defense needs so much help. You know what the best way to fix this defense is right now? Because it's field. not going to be fixed overnight. Yes, keep them off the field. Time of possession. The Vikings have been one of the worst time of possession teams in the NFL over the past several yeah. years. You get a running game that works, like that helps. And you know what? The Vikings are thinking this yeah. way because their free agent moves, their first free agent move was sign a freaking blocking <laughs> tight end. Their second, one of their other moves was to extend their fullback. Yeah. 
Teams don't like fullbacks. What the hell is going on? And then they flirted with David Montgomery before re-signing yep. Alexander Madison. So if I'm at 23 and I'm looking at everything here, and that's barring them, you know, trading up for a quarterback or doing whatever, if they stay at 23, I think B. John should be the pick. I, I think that's the biggest needle mover that they can make. And I'm going to get shredded for this. I, yeah. I know. I Because, you know, people have read PFF. Like PFF, it, it ticks me off so much looking at PFF in this argument. Because you look at their big board right now. B. John Robinson is the 27th ranked prospect in this class. In their draft guide, you, you thumb over to their draft guide. Their comparison for B. John is Edger and James, who is a freaking Hall of Famer, right? <laughs> Yeah. Quentin Johnson is number 10 on that list. You know who his comparison is? Martavis Bryant. What are we <laughs> doing here? And I know PFF's like been the like cheerleader of running backs don't matter. They're evil yeah. and have no soul. They're like gingers. Like, get them hey. out of here. Like, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't even use running backs. Like, you know, they should just not have a position. Positionless football. Yay. Well, like they I gotta give them credit. They are so committed to the bit that they when you go on their page and you look at uh running back grades. Receiving grades are above rushing grades for running backs. You know, running back, rushing, running the ball. No, receiving, ah, pro football focus, ah. <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? That, that's what I want to know. Like, I, I, I totally get it. So, I don't know. If you're anti-running back, I don't know. We'll just agree to disagree. But I think that that's the one player that can move the needle for the Vikings in this draft. And again, the Vikings want to win. They don't want to do this tanking thing. This is the best way to do it. Turn your offense into a top five juggernaut with a badass running back and a badass wide receiver and see what happens. And, and here's the other thing too. I, I, I'll leave this here because I know I'm ranting on a little bit. We're talking about the future of the quarterback position, right? You know what the best thing is when you probably can't get a quarterback because it's not looking like it. And I mean, unless you want to like reach for Hendon Hooker at 23, build the infrastructure around the yeah. quarterback. So I, when you are at that right point, here. when you're like, dude, we're a quarterback away, there's going to be some pissed off quarterback somewhere that's going to be like, this is bullshit. Get me out of here. And Minnesota is going to look pretty damn good. So that is why I think you have to consider taking B. John Robinson in the first round. Fight me. Oh, I hope Joe Burrow gets pissed off in like the next two years. I want to go play with JJ. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I, Joe Burrow came to my mind too because it, I, it made me think of like the Lamar thing and how the Ravens don't want to play him because he wants fully guaranteed money and they can't give it to him because they don't really have the money. Because if you give someone fully guaranteed, you have to give them that, all that money right there. So if he wants 200 million fully guaranteed, they have to give it to him. And if you don't have it, then you can't give it to him. So that's part of the reason why they don't yeah. want to pay him. So something similar with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who the Bengals are notoriously a cheap organization. So Joe Burrow is going to want $200 million fully guaranteed, and the Bengals are going to be like, well, we, don't, we don't have that. <laughs> so, like, so is Joe Burrow going to want to get his money somewhere else? Like from the Vikings, who are going to have a bunch of cap space, and Justin Jefferson is going to be like, yes, 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 I can. So yeah. But with B. John, I think uh, you can, you know, people might, scoff at this or whatever but i think you can kind of compare it to the situation the vikings were in in the 98 draft when they drafted randy moss where they don't they didn't need randy moss they had chris carter they had jake reed they don't need him but they got him and he elevated that offense to an elite level so that's sort of the thing with like Bijan. like do they need him no like they still have Dalvin cook he's gonna be gone or whatever but like can they get by with alexander madison and ty chandler as running backs yeah they can they still have justin jefferson tj Hawkinson, or whatever they can be fine but you add someone like a bj bijan robinson to the vikings offense it can take them to that elite level like the chiefs or the Bengals or the dolphins or whatever like you can get to that level by adding someone like bijan and this is a, a scenario like a best player available scenario like this is how you should draft. If, if Bijan is on the still on the board at 23, which I don't think he will be, I think he'll go within the top 20. I think mm -hmm. I think somebody's going to be like either he's on the board and we got to get him before somebody else does or or whatever. Um, but that, it, and then they'll get ripped for yeah. it for no no reason. And then he'll be like, why would you do that? And then he'll be rookie of the year, and everyone will be like, oh, he's amazing. And yeah, well, where were all these comments a year ago? Because because look at someone like Brees Hall. He was he was on track of, to be like rookie of the year, and then he he got hurt. Uh, but yeah, like best player available is how you should draft. I think uh, a lot of people, when you do mock drafts, you're drafting for need. And that's not really how teams really approach it. They have a board. They go by the guys that are left on their board, wh who's ever like left, and they go with those guys. Like that's that's kind of why, you know, the Vikings added 
The Vikings drafted, well, I guess they drafted Justin Jefferson after they traded Stefan Diggs. But just, Justin Jefferson was, he was an elite prospect. Um, and he was on the top of the Vikings board when it came time for them to draft him too as well. So, like, do the Vikings need Bijan? No. But could he take them to that elite level, that elite offense level that you need to be a championship contender? Like, the Vikings offense is not at that level. No matter what, if they have Justin Jefferson right now or TJ Hawkinson, like Kirk Cousins can stick around if you got you can sign him to another extension or whatever. If you got Bijan, your offense is rolling. Go ahead. I don't care. If your offense is awesome, you can keep Kirk Cousins. Like that'll give you a little bit more time to figure out what your plan is after him. So I like this. I have no problem with it. Um, I just think that people get scared now because of a running back, you know, in the first round. But it has a lot of benefits. Like you mentioned, the cost. You the amount of production. It is such a low cost, high reward risk that Quasey likes to take, like something like this, or like, look, it's like the trade for Jalen Rager. He's like, whatever, this guy sucks with the Eagles. Let's just trade for him. Let's see if he's good. It didn't work out. Whatever. Kind of the same thing with TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson was okay with the Lions. Like he had, he had a productive season uh, out of the time he was there. But then when he got to the Vikings, he was like, he was a top tight end in the league and they're expecting him to to move forward and do that. So that was a risk worth taking. And I think he could view something like drafting Bijan as a low risk, high reward situation as well, because he's not going to cost anything. Okay. It, if it doesn't work out, whatever, um, you could try again later. But like, cause like I said, did they, did the Vikings need Bijan? No, but they didn't re- need Randy Moss in 98 either. So, and that turned out, that turned out, um, would drafting Robinson in the first round change any of the Vikings' future plans for Kirk Cousins? Do you think they already have a plan in place, and if they got Bijan, it, it wouldn't change anything? Or do you think taking someone like him would kind of change things up a bit? Remember what the Vikings did the year after taking Randy Moss? They drafted they the, took Yes, down, they you're right, over. you're right, you're right. And Jim um, Klein's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it depends what happens with these quarterbacks, man. If, like, some team wants to take Hendon Hooker top 10, like people are was, suggesting, was, like, don't. Don't fall over yourself to go. Was get Demetrius him. Underwood like, was he ninety eight or ninety nine? I feel like he was ninety eight. He was the no, next he was ninety nine. Yeah, he was the he was the Vikings' actual yeah. first round pick. So they got a first round pick. Believe it or not, the Vikings got a first round pick for like Brad Johnson. So that was the pick that was not taken Washington to Washington. Right. Yes, <laughs> that's a terrible trade. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, well, <laughs> we can't laugh too hard because their next pick was right. Demetrius Underwood. I understand, too. but Brad uh, Johnson <laughs> they had issues there. Denny Green knew offense, man. He, he just did. didn't know defense. Like all his defensive first round picks, you go back and look at him. It's like, ugh. but uh, yeah. offense, he knew what he yeah. was doing. So um, there was that, you know, I, I still think that Kirk is not going to be here in 2024. And like, you know what, if he walks and he goes, no, I didn't get my, I didn't get my uh, contract and you guys clearly don't want me here and kind of pouts or whatever. You just sign a bridge quarterback. Yeah. And then you take your guy in 2024. I mean, worst case scenario, let's say the Vikings have this awesome season, right? They have this incredible season. You know, Kirk gets them there. They'll probably go to Kirk and be like, hey, man, we would like to keep you around at least for another one or two years. Like, you know, it's not going to be fully guaranteed. That's that's your thing. We get it. But you're also 36 years old and we want to take a quarterback to keep this thing going. Like, is is he going to take the money or do you get a... I'm just going to use this example because it's the first name, like a Josh McCown, uh, Marcus Mariota. Andy I, Dalton. I know those are na- the, yeah. Andy Dalton, like a spot start Ryan Fitzpatrick spot Ooh. starter. And you say, Hey, like James going to draft this guy. James. Cause at that point, okay. Yeah. It, it, uh, he, at this point, whatever quarterback you get, you're going to plop him in there. He's going to look around. And he goes, I got Justin Jefferson out wide. I got BJ and Robinson behind me. I got Brian O'Neill and uh, actually I'm doing it in reverse, but Christian Darrison and Brian O'Neill on the tackles here. Uh, the interior, we're just not going <laughs> to talk about that, but I got TJ Hawkinson at tight end. So he's pretty good, right? Like you are stepping into this like souped up car and the Vikings can still look and go like, okay, do we want to take a quarterback in 2024? I like Quinn Ewers. He's got a mullet that says I'm going to throw the game winning touchdown at three and play the Dodge County fair at eight 30. Um, you know, I mean, that's bring, what the Vikings have Teddy to decide. Back. So, bring I mean, Teddy back. Come on. we love yeah. Teddy. We love That'd be Teddy great. Here. Some people, some people don't, but uh, yeah, we know why. Um, yeah, he might come back to the North actually. I think the lions made him an offer to be their, their backup. So that's interesting. Um, the lions I've been, you know, the fact he's still playing football is awesome. To oh, me. Yeah. Like regardless of, you know, you're probably in the same spot with him. 
if he doesn't suffer that knee injury, like good enough, but yeah. not, you know, is he not like great? Like a two, would you compare maybe like he could have a career? Not that he's two has been in the league that long, but kind of like that, where like Teddy could be good with the like bright pieces around him. If Teddy had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, he could put up kind of similar numbers. Or even more realistically, Adam Thielen and right. Stefan Diggs. Right. Yeah. Like you got to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of what. Well, you know, it is, it is cool to that Teddy's still playing because, like, when he did go down, everyone's like, oh, career's over. Like, his leg's leg, like a war like, wound yeah, or his, whatever. His leg that was doctor said. hanging by a thread. Yeah. Uh, the one good thing Eric Sugarman did when he was with the Vikings was save Teddy's leg. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, yeah, like you said, you can get all the pieces, and then you don't have to rush really to get a quarterback. You're going to have to do it sooner than later. Um, but you don't have to be scramble. Maybe like you may, like you might have to next year, um, to get a quarterback. If you don't have the, the right pieces on offense or whatever, and you need a quarterback to kind of take you over the, the hump or whatever. But yeah, I, teams like the Niners kind of do similar things where like they have the whole team built and then quarterback, they is where they kind of take a chance or they're like, they'll take a risk. And, and if it works out, then it's great. And then if it doesn't, it's okay. They're still going to be competitive because they have a good defense and they have a good offensive line. They have a good skill position players. You just need to figure out the quarterback position, which they are still trying to do. Um, and then, then they, stum- they stumble into someone like Brock Purdy, who just like, oh, we knew it all along. Oh, uh, no, you didn't. Um, so, His elbow is fine. Don't matter. Yeah, don't, that uh, is. Don't look at the man I, behind well, the curtain. I saw, I, we should have talked about this. There was a top 10 list last week from uh, some like Bears analyst. Um who didn't include Kirk Cousins in the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFC. And he had like Brock Purdy at number four and Justin Fields. This is just the NFC? Yeah. Or the just NFL. the NFC. And he didn't have Kirk Cousins in there. He had Geno Smith. He had Kyler Murray, who's not going to play for like the first two months. He was like, this is just, this is for next season. This isn't for right now. I'm like, yeah, I know. Kyler Murray isn't even going to play for like the first two or three months. Uh-oh. Um, it was just... It was very interesting and, and predictable. Like, I feel like Bears fans, they've never had a good, like, Jay Cutler is probably their best quarterback. So, so they don't know what one right. looks like. So they're like, Justin Fields is amazing. And I'm like, didn't like, you guys just win I don't five games? I'm not a Kirk guy by any no, means, but, but I'd also, I also kind of rush in to, de- to defend him a little. Like, if we're just talking the yeah. NFC, like, I'd rush in and be like, what are you smoking? A, can I have some? And B, seriously, what's wrong with you? Um, I think he had Sam Howell at number 10. I was like, you haven't even seen him play. And same thing with like, Jordan. I think Jordan Love was in there too. Like, <laughs> you haven't seen these guys play. Kirk, you can rag on Kirk Cousins or whatever, not coming up with the big games. I think he was in the comments of this tweet or whatever, being like, Kirk Cousins only has one playoff win. Or what? Well, okay, how much, how many playoff wins do these guys have? How many, how many, how many times has Justin Fields been to the playoff? Zero. So if you're going to go by that, then Justin Fields should be at the bottom. But like, it was, it was outrageous. Um, it was, yeah, but it was. You know, the sad part is as we're sitting here right now, Jordan Love is being possessed by Bart Starr for the next right. 15 years of his yeah. career. He's just going to sit there. His eyes are just going to turn all yellow. The Packers are going like, to draft a receiver to help Jordan Love out. And yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just going to take over the world and they're gonna win get, one Super Bowl in 15 they're years. They're going to get And then we're going to be screwed. All right. That's yes. going to be it for today. Uh, we went kind of long, actually. Talked talk a lot about. It was a hearty discussion today. It was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. But, um. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. We appreciate you if you've already done that. Uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And the audio version of this podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.